My name is Guy, and when I was in my 20s, people would always tell me, you'll be such a great dad someday. And even though I can't imagine my life without my kids today, well, back then I wasn't even sure that I wanted kids. Long before I became a filmmaker, I was working in the music industry, and I really wasn't sure how kids or a family would fit into my lifestyle, or whether I even wanted them to. But when my wife and I got together, all of that changed. Now, never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined taking such an unusual path to parenthood. So I decided to step out from behind the scenes, turn the camera onto myself and my ever-patient family, and share our story. And since ours is such an unconventional story, I wanted to reach out and talk directly to some of my close friends who I also consider family, or whose own stories might be seen as a little bit unorthodox as well. Because at the end of the day, I think our story proves that love is definitely thicker than water. Joining us on Moving Radio today via Zoom are a couple of guests who did a fantastic job on a documentary that you can check out on CBC Gem. The name of said documentary is Family Ever After. And joining us today is Guy Lavallee. That's right, hardcore moving radio friends. You've heard this name before. Uh, sometimes it's about, uh, he's the festival director at Northwest Fest. So you hear about that. And sometimes we made him talk a little bit, although not as much because it happens at the same time as EIFF, that he's a festival programmer at the Calgary International Film Festival. But more importantly for our purposes today, he is the director and writer uh, of the documentary Family Ever After. And of course, Tammy Lavallee, if you didn't know already, uh, is married to Guy, not siblings. Definitely it's a marriage last name thing. <laughs> Uh, they don't even look similar. One is infinitely more attractive than the other. And I think you know who that is. Uh, Tammy is a huge part of this film too, as well, even though maybe her fingerprints aren't directly on the credits, but I can guarantee you she had a big part of this and it's her family too, along with Guy that are the subject of again, family ever after you can stream it online at CBC gem. Of course, you are both friends of mine. Uh, it is fantastic having you on the show and thank you so much for this film wow what a setup thanks zip well i didn't i don't think we need to say thank anymore you. thanks for having us and Man, uh, whoa, have a great whoa. week we haven't even <laughs> talked about the movie yet we haven't talked oh, yeah, about right, the movie right, right, okay. look for anybody that doesn't know already that hasn't maybe seen this because uh you know you've kind of put it out there and it's been even uh on television uh through cbc already it's already but i mean yeah. probably your best place to get it immediately is cbc gem it, it follows your attempt to adopt a child that ends up becoming children uh through the foster system but uh, there is a winding road in that process that resulted in a transformative path to parenthood that was probably much more than you bargained for and beyond what you envisioned. And God, there's so much ground to cover here in your story. So uh, I don't want you to feel like you have to tell everything at this point, but maybe let's give the audience a little bit of a setup of what they can expect to see as they get this peek inside your lives in Family Ever After. And you know what? We're going to let Can Tammy go first. We're going to be jumping. Yeah. Good, because by the time you were done telling the story, our interview would be over. So <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Really, I, I feel that what you would get from watching it is that, you know, on uh, the surface, you see what seems like a typical family, but there's so many layers to it and that family can really mean so many different things. So when people say typical family, they think like it's parents and it's kids, which we do have. But and when we the easiest way for us to describe it is that we we're in a co-parenting situation, but that only really scratches the surface of what our relationship is. So it's really a story about how 
really just being comfortable about opening yourself up and being open to um, possibilities of creating relationships where and forging paths where you wouldn't normally have done one just all for the love of children. So out of that, we've created this really big family that is just extended and how we all work together just for the love of the children and how we've just really um, forged a really great uh, relationship over like the past decade. Guy, would you like to add anything to that? <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a, a good way of putting it without um, kind of giving away. We've been, uh, in a, a lot of the interviews, we've been kind of saying like, because there's kind of a, for lack of a better way to put it, a, a kind of a big reveal about midway through the film. And even in the trailer that we cut, we kind of kept all that out of it. <laughs> so what Tammy said is, is I think a great tease to what the story is, which is we really just wanted to have a, a child and I'm adopted myself, uh, which is kind of like what, you know, started the, the ball rolling, I think for turning this into a film, the, the connection from myself being adopted and, and us being open to adoption very early on, right when we got together and knew we wanted to have kids, you know, we thought we would maybe try and have our own, but also we wanted to definitely look into adoption. We looked into private adoption, but the costs, unfortunately, uh, these days of private adoption are so prohibitive. It wasn't like that. When I was born, I mean, it was like, you know, it's like show up at the hospital and take your pick, basically. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't quite like that, but you know what I mean? It was much different to the way it is now. So we, we looked into some of those options of private adoption, but then uh, when we found out the foster system was a viable option. Now we never wanted to become foster parents, but you have to become a licensed foster home in order to go through this system of uh, going through the government where there's foster kids, there's kids that are available for adoption, but the Alberta government had, had started this um, program, which no longer exists by the way, called uh, Foster to Adopt, which was um, the whole concept behind it was placing kids in a home with foster parents that would become their adoptive parents. The idea being it would limit the number of placements foster kids would have. So instead of jumping from home to home to home, you're placed in a foster home, which is going to end up becoming your permanent home with your permanent adoptive parents. It was a great idea in theory um, what you'll find out, I think, from watching the film is perhaps in practice, uh, it wasn't as uh, idyllic as had hoped, as, as had everyone had hoped. And um, our situation that is chronicled in the film is really our learning that we were going to become foster to adopt parents and um, how that whole situation evolved and looked like it was headed in one direction. And then we suddenly <laughs> were faced with a brick wall that, uh, you know, we could have, I guess, slammed into and been end of story, but instead we found a, an off-ramp <laughs> around the brick wall. Everyone did, and, uh, and we, we formed a different type of story. Well, and I'm so glad that not only in the film, but you just explained that as well for a lot of people in the audience, because, you know, whether it's somebody like myself, uh, or anyone else out there that hasn't been through the process or even tried to broach it um, to really kind of get an understanding of what it is now compared to maybe like what our own perception of it is, is two completely different things. And, mm -hmm. and I, I've just seen that from, from other couples that I know that have attempted to kind of 
maybe not go directly the same route you did, but even just through adoption. And there's, there's different challenges to it. And even emotionally, it's a little bit fraught. So maybe, you know, I think you go through really nicely in the film about where both of you are at headspace wise. And, you know, what, what made you decide to kind of go through this process? Um, Talk to us a little bit about what was that feeling? Because I know it came with very little notice. What was that feeling? Yeah. Where were you guys at when it was the first time uh, that your children now, Cadence and Kale, who were part of this story, that you were on the cusp of deciding whether or not to make this choice to make them part of your foster family? Tammy? I think kind of like anything with us is like we sort of we we talk things out, but we just kind of go with how we were feeling. So in the moment that we found out very quickly that we had um, kids that could be placed with us within a day, like short no, short notice, we we're like, can we do this? Like, and it's like then we're like, yeah, like if we were going to have kids, you just have them and you have to you figure it out. Like this is what we wanted to do. So this is it kind of felt like this was our, this was our chance. This is what we were supposed to do. Like it, I felt it in my gut. Like I was at work and I know Guy was, Guy was working too, but he was working from home at the time. And um, I just, this is what we should do. And then it was just, it just happened. And, you know, I think it's like, it's different because it's not like a baby that you're trying to figure out how to take care of a baby. All of a sudden it was like trying to figure out how to take care of like toddlers that don't know who you are. So we just sort of started it off like really slowly. And like, we weren't called like mummy and daddy or anything like that well I mean Kale was very small he couldn't really talk yet but we were just like hi we're Tammy and Guy and then it was just like we were just forging this sort of relationship with them and then it just like evolved but I mean it was like I really when it first started it was just this excitement and wonderment and like you know this is we wanted to be parents and, and now there's two instead of just one you know mm-hmm. so it was this whole it was a crazy world that we weren't like used to because it's just you know we're like we do we even know what we're doing? Like, I just, you, you know, but you just, we knew that we were caring for these children. So, and I feel like our relationship's very strong. So we were able to forge this path together is the best way that I can describe those moments at the beginning. Yeah. And I think to, to kind of piggyback on that, and we go into this in the film a little bit, but um, yeah, I think the important thing to keep in mind is in order to go through the foster to adopt program, uh, you have to become a licensed foster home. Mm-hmm. Now it takes a long time. I think people don't realize it. We didn't realize that, that um, it takes, it was like a year of, you have to take, was it Tammy, like 24 different courses that you go in yeah. person, you know, some online stuff you have to do and you have to have visits from, there's a caseworker assigned to your case and she will come and do, she or he will come and do regular visits to your home to make sure you're child proofing the place and you're you're set up and you have beds and all this stuff there's a lot of steps there's a lot of hoops and barrels there's a whole year of training but you don't actually know when you're going to have a placement it could be like two years later while we were doing that all the training and stuff like we were still going through the whole process of like you know fertility and figuring out are we going to try and have our own baby too so there was like a couple layers going on at the same time while we were going through this because we've decided that we still wanted to adopt no matter what the outcome was if we could have our own child we still wanted to go through an adoption process Mm -hmm. so we were still trying to see if I was able to carry a baby to term if I was able to 
get pregnant. Like it was just this whole process was happening at the same time we were going through all these like evening classes. And once the year kind of or so of train of the, the training was done, you're kind of done and, and you're like, okay, you have this big binder of all these things. It's like, okay, now what? And they tell you, they're very upfront with you. And they tell you upfront, like, okay, now, you know, temper your expectations here. We know you're excited, but you're, you're likely looking at six months to a year before you'll even get a call about a potential placement. One of the things is when you start the process, um, you, one of the very early things is you, there's a checklist of what you feel you can handle. Like mm-hmm. that's, that sort of like determines sort of the criteria of what you are able to be open to for having the foster to adopter adoption process, because not everyone can have like, how many siblings would you take? Like, what would you, what can you handle? Like, you know, what's the age range? Like, so all of those things are factored into when they're looking through to figure out who to place children with. We're speaking via Zoom today with Guy Lavallee, as well as Tammy Lavallee. We're talking about the documentary that you can stream right now on CBC Gem. If you go to their website, it's called Family Ever After. And uh, they've been kind enough to join us and talk just a little bit, not about their, uh, their film necessarily, but this is really about their own lives. When did this become, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to say <laughs> he suggested this first. No. When did, when did this become an idea <laughs> of like, oh, you know, we should document this and not just necessarily for ourselves, because we all do that about our own lives. But when did it start to become that seed of like this could be literally a project we do and maybe i I think you address it already in the first question a bit but what kind of propelled you a little further towards it not just being an idea but maybe Mm -hmm. making it a legitimate thing the honest answer is as you mentioned earlier we have a festival here called northwest fest documentary festival and about four years ago we were screening a film there was a filmmaker came out for it. It's Canadian documentary filmmaker came out um, who I knew from, from before from, we had shown one of her previous films. And after the screening, she met Kayla and Cadence and she was just asking, uh, we were having a glass of wine. She's like, Oh, tell me the story about your kids. Like, you know, you know what? And, and so I kind of gave her the in a nutshell version of kind of how our family came to be. And she just was like, dumbstruck (laughs) and about six months later she phoned me out of the blue and said I can't stop thinking about your family's story have you ever thought of turning it into a film that's really how it started we kind of worked together on it for a few months Nadine and I and then uh, once we got the interest from CBC she's like you know what you like this is your story you guys you you should be the ones to tell it and that's really how it came to be now the thing to keep in mind though everybody in the extended family had to be on board with this no matter whether Tammy and I were or the kids were everybody in the in the family had to be on board with this or it was a non-starter and I have to say every single person that you see in the film without hesitation was an immediate just like yeah we're in nobody was like uh, I don't know. Let me think about it. Now, when they were sitting down in the chair to be interviewed by me, <laughs> maybe they were having second thoughts, but everybody was a hundred percent on board right from the start. And I think the main reason being because everybody felt it was a really unique and compelling story that could maybe make a difference 
to people that might see it. When you talk about the fact of, you know, because you can have ideas like this, right? But to actually follow it through and have it come to fruition, and especially to be able to get uh, not only yourselves, but Kaylin Cadence, uh, to have Colleen and Sandra, who are the the other people involved in the story as well, that extended family of Kaylin Cadence, I think that's the incredible part. And it maybe is, is a testament really to the support system that you two have become for those children and also about the relationship that you've created mm. with, with that extended family, with, uh, with Kaylin Kanitz's birth mother and grandmother and, uh, and their family. Talk to us about the importance of respecting that and understanding it because you were in the middle of it and that level of trust that you have to create with everyone involved from yourself to on down to the kids. Talk to us a little bit about, was there ever any doubt in your mind of like, should I be going this far? Have we committed too much? Do you know what I mean? Was there ever kind of those moments where it was like, I'm a little bit worried about where we're going here and if this is the right direction or were you always confident about it? (laughs) Tammy needs to answer this one because she's the one who was on board from day one, not me. (laughs) <laughs> well, I was on board because I was like, obviously, I'm going to support everything you do. The thing that was hard for me to understand in the very early stages when he mentioned Nadine, I'm like, why, why would anybody be interested in that story? It's just our life. I'm like, really? Like, I mean, this is just what we live. But, but through the whole process, I mean, when you talk about the trust, I think because we've established a relationship of trust with everybody, like they're part of our family. So that part, I don't think was really a problem for them to trust Guy. But I do know that he's he would be going back and forth in his head about like, you know, should I be asking these questions or like, I'm not sure what what I should be putting in with the interview. And like, there's a lot of like because of the trust um, and obviously there's like so much information that we already know about each other that there is like you're, you tend to open up a lot more with someone who you're close with as opposed to like maybe somebody who doesn't really know the whole story. So I think there is a little bit of that that we's like, what do I put in? What don't I put in? But then out of it, everybody was just so happy and just so impressed, I guess is the best way I could put it, with how respectful he was of the story and everybody's interviews that he that were done. And there was so much footage. Like my interview was so long when I was, it was solo as opposed to what's actually in the film. And I know everybody was like that because we were like, you know, an hour to two hours worth of interviewing and just going through all that footage and finding the right the right pieces. So I feel that's where his doubt was coming in. Like, is this the right thing to put in? Not the right thing. But, you know, I, I think that that's when you're creating a film you do, and especially something so inherently personal, it's you want to do it right and do it respectfully. And I, I, I just from all the feedback we've gotten from so many people, I just, that was, that was achieved. Like it was just, everybody was so happy with the outcome because they didn't see it until it was finally done. So all your back and forth of figuring out if it was the right thing, it definitely, um, they trusted you and it, it worked out for sure. When we first decided to go down the path of even considering having a bit of this extended oh, family. Oh, like when it, when it was like Nadine and everything. Oh, back then. No, yeah. no, no, no. Before, like in real life. 
not movie life. I think just in the early days of everything, when it was starting off, I was the one that initially, um, and this will give too much away, had established the relationship with Colleen. We were developing a relationship where Guy wasn't so much a part of that. And it was yeah. also because of sort of in anyone that's in the foster care system, anything like that, and Colleen's the, the children's grandmother, you're really supposed to keep a little bit of a distance away from the extended family and whatnot, because you don't know what the scenarios are. You don't really have all the information. So when everything kind of started, there was a lot of apprehension that Guy had about us establishing this relationship. You know what, this is the one thing where it comes, like I said earlier on when we started this interview was just that we have a strong relationship and he heard me and he trusted me. And, and, you know, it was just like, this is what we need to do because we love the kids and this is what's important to them. And I know it's going to be difficult, but this is what we need to do. And he's like, I don't agree know if it is but I'm gonna but I'm gonna trust you with this and we're gonna we're gonna do it but I don't think it's the right thing to do and it was like but he trusted me he trusted in what I believed and it was it wasn't always easy I don't even remember it being hard now like that's the whole thing like we went mm. past that really quickly and then it just was easy and now I'm thinking about like me establishing the relationship with Colleen it's like he's got a relationship with everybody you know but I think I was just more open to it at the beginning because I think I was looking at it as just being a caregiver for the kids because I'd taken time off work to look after the kids and everything that I was doing at that time that when we first got them was looking after the kids full time. So that's why I think I had the relationships that were established. So he just trusted me with that, even though he was very unsure at the beginning. I was not necessarily on board with with the direction, the path we took <laughs> at first, but I'm glad we went down the path we did, needless to say. I tend to jump full force ahead though. That's yep. sort of where I'm and figure it out as I go. That's sort of in my personality. Yep. I'm like, this is what we're going to do. And we're just going to figure it out. So <laughs> I think the most fascinating thing about this too, and that maybe is what people don't necessarily understand is that when you watch this under an hour long story of what has been years for you all to live through, it seems so concise. It might've been an easier process to have somebody else outside of you to do it. But I think one of the key things you talk about is that idea of trust. And maybe that's why it was really important to, to have Guy direct this and write it. But what I'm really curious about is You've had to kind of experience this several different times in real time as you're going through it. And just from knowing you guys, how uh, emotional that process was for a long time. And then on top of that, you have to come up with this idea of like, okay, well, why don't we tell that story? And you have to kind of live through that feeling and contemplating that, getting other people on board with it. Then you got to shoot it. <laughs> and, and that's, that's, you know, you always think you're prepared for something like that, but then maybe you're not for those things that are going to come up in those kind of conversations. And then we got another layer on top of that, where you have to go back through all that footage, look at it and make incredibly difficult decisions about what's important to story and what isn't about your lives. And then mm -hmm. put that into like a concise hour or less compartmentalized version of your lives, which is a taste of it, but not all of it. What's that like living through that process several different times? Did you find it to be more cathartic or were you like at times it was, it was challenging and it was difficult. You know, what's funny. It's actually a very easy question for me to answer. The idea of doing it once we got the green light from CBC was 
to me, it was real. And once I knew everybody was on board, it was easy for me because I was excited. I was finally getting to make a film. So of course I was excited. So there was that excitement factor. It was extremely important to me from the early going that I wasn't exploiting the situation in order to make a film. Very, very important. And I think everyone trusted that I wouldn't knowing me. That's not how I roll. I, I like, I didn't want to sensationalize anything. I didn't want to exploit anything. I wanted to, I wanted to Ted Lasso this thing. <laughs> there's like, there's so much negativity right now everywhere. And I wanted this to be a positive story. I didn't want to dwell on the, I shouldn't say the difficult parts because we talk about the difficult parts in the film. But I didn't want to talk about just like, I don't know, the naysayers, you know, the people who would say, oh, that's not a good idea or whatever. The process was really exciting. The actual shooting of it was awesome because I love interviewing people. So to me, that was my favorite part because I got to interview people and just talk to them. Um, and I don't mind being interviewed. As you know, I've been interviewed so many times that I wasn't worried about my own interview. And I, I was very excited to interview everyone. Putting the film together, luckily, I had an amazing editor to work with, Sarah Taylor. She's like an award-winning editor. She's done so many different films. And I've known her for a long time. That was the key. Everyone who worked on this film, everyone on the crew, from the producers to like the DOP, to the editor, to everyone, they're all people I knew and that Tammy knew for the most part. I think it was really important, I think, in building that extra layer of trust, having people working on the film with us that, that already knew us and knew our story. And we knew they were, they were going to try and help us tell the best story version of the story possible. So going through all the footage over and over and over, um, the most difficult part, to be honest, wasn't deciding what to cut. It was deciding, you know, when you're living your own everyday life, you know what happened yesterday. So you don't need to tell somebody because you were there. But then the person across the street from you didn't know what you did yesterday. So you do need to tell them, right? And that's my way of saying there were a lot of things that when, it, when we were putting the story together, I had to make sure that for somebody who doesn't know our story, A to Z, by the time you get to the end, made sense and and told the story and you you weren't sitting there going but who is this person who is that person and what what happened to you that was the most daunting part that's the hardest part i think about having to tell your own story um and for me the most difficult part of the entire process was the minute i got the email saying confirmation the film has been received onto the cbc servers <laughs> that's when i realized oh boy, <laughs> this thing's going to be on TV and streaming online in like 10 or two weeks. There's no turning back now. That was the, so, so now theory, everybody knowing our story was such a great idea. But then the reality of it is it's, I mean, it's way different, right? It's suddenly you've put it all out there for the world to see. Like, so for me personally, that was the most challenging part. Everything else was, I loved the process. I don't know for Tammy, what it was. My process was totally different. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, there was a lot that you had to go through. And I, um, I think the, the strangest thing for me was that I was, um, it's just like, because Guy didn't interview me. He, I'm the only person that wasn't interviewed by him. Everybody else was interviewed by him. I was interviewed by somebody that we know, but it was, that was a little bit different, I think, with the way the questions were. Um, 
but at the same time, everyone that was around us was people that like kind of knew our story. So that felt very comfortable. It's just kind of different trying to be really concise and answer questions about your life when you're just living it every day. I think that that was probably the most difficult thing. Like, how do I frame what we're experiencing in this, in what's going on? And like, and then after that, you know, my part was done, you know, we went through and like looking for some like photos and whatnot, and then everything went to the editor. And then it was just really being supportive as he was doing his building the final thing that was going to go to CBC. And I couldn't, when it was going to go on, it was like, it felt surreal. Like it had gone on for so long of it making the movie. And then I'm like, it's actually going to be on TV now. And then everybody was just like embracing it and sending messages. And the one thing out of all of it that came was that I found that um, depending on what different people's personal experiences were, that's what they got from the movie. There's different people in our lives, like some people that, you know, they're just, they're on your social media, but you haven't talked to them in years. You know, you used to be close with them, but now you kind of drift apart because you live in different areas of the country. And then they watched it because they, they, they know us. And then it's like, they, they took like a piece of what we talked about, not to give too much away about the film. And then all of a sudden it was like, it just, that part resonated. And then there's another part that resonated with somebody else. So our story just seems to have all these different layers to it that just really um, impacted people. And I think that that's something that I'm, I'm sure that Guy was not expecting to happen when we were telling our story. And I think that that's just like amazing that the film did that. I was not expecting the response we got. It's something you hope for, but you know, and that's the intent of doing it in the first place. But I guess, Mm -hmm. I guess it's really, it's a good thing that you have, enough perspective and it may be humble enough about it where you're just like like i believe i know my life is working i think i've done a good job on that but i don't know that i've done the perfect job of interpreting this for everybody <laughs> do you know what I mean? like I know. that's a hard thing to tell yourself you're like yeah. i'm good with my little world but to create a world and to give it up to other people and how are they going to interpret it you can't control that so but i think you did a fantastic job of doing it and that's you know, coming from somebody that has, you know, uh, an outsider point of view that is, has met those kids, uh, that has seen you with them, and has been talking to you throughout this process as well. It's an incredibly bold, intimate portrait of not only your lives, but those children's lives, Cadence and Kale, and also Sandra, the mother, and Colleen, the grandmother as well. I think that you're right. I mean, it doesn't matter what time it is. I think there's always time for a story like this, because whether you connect with it in being adopted or going through that process, I think there are so many different things that people can take about it of what family means to us and how it has a much broader definition than some people want to limit it to or what we mm-hmm. expect it to be either. And, uh, and I think that's the message that a lot of people are going to take away from it. Family ever. So. Oh yeah. Well, you did it. Mm-hmm. So just embrace it, Tammy and Gee. It's <laughs> what happened and it's going to happen for a long time coming. Uh, the film is called Family Ever After. Of course, we've been talking about it with Tammy and Guy Lavalie. Um, you can stream it online at CBC Gem. It's right there. Look, if you're one of those people that plunks down a couple of nickels, you'll get it ad free. Otherwise, you'll just have to slip through a couple of little commercials. It will not hurt your life to do that uh, because it's a fantastic piece of cinema. And, uh, and it's really quite, uh, it's really quite touching and poignant. So congratulations to both of you on that and everyone involved from the top down because uh, it's an accomplishment and I'm sure it's been an incredibly emotional journey. Yes, it has.
<laughs> yeah, there was my completely unemotional answer. Well, thank mm. you. I don't even know how to respond to such lovely words, but I do want to add, I'm glad this is kind of alluding to something that you just mentioned a bit earlier yeah. in your kind of wrap here is, and I'm glad I, I get the sense you took this from the film as well. One of the things we didn't really mention here is once you see the film, you'll see peppered in throughout, we have a few other characters. One of the real points that I wanted to try and make with the film was that as amazed as people are when they hear our story, you know, so we have like my niece, we have a couple of family friends that are interviewed, kind of telling their own experience, whether with us or their own experience. And the point being that I think if most people were to sit down and look at either their own family or extended family or their own circle of friends, you'd find that I bet you every single person listening to this would find that you have somebody in your family that has what might have been considered at one point in time, a non-traditional type of family, which is, I guess, what we have is a non-traditional type of family. And uh, so as much as people are amazed by our story, I also think, yeah, but it's pretty universal when you sit down and look at it. You just have to have the capacity and the open mind to be able to, to like Tammy mentioned, I think when we first started talking today, family, it doesn't have to be just based on your bloodline. Your family could come in many different shapes and sizes and looks, and it's just the people that are there for you every day, I think those are the people that are your family, not necessarily. Uh, and I know, I'm, I mean, it's ingrained in me because I said I'm adopted. So to me, it's the people who are there for you every step of the way. That's who your family is. And that's what I hope people take from the film. All right, Tammy, we're going to give you the last word. I definitely really agree with um, what Keith said. So, you know, I think this sort of sums it up where uh, family is just, is just there for you. So if I think about sort of the early stages where I was just establishing a relationship with Colleen over the kids. Now Colleen's one of the first people I reach out to when something goes on. Um, she's close to me. It's like we're, if something happens, I want to tell her about it. And that's really where it's grown. And I think it's just, it's important for everyone to be open to just receiving things and building relationships and not shutting yourself off from something because it just doesn't feel like that's the way it should be or the way that you thought about it in your head. Just experience what it is day to day. And, you know, you are open to a lot of like love and growing your family, like your family can grow. And it's just, it just changes sort of your outlook on everything. So I think you summed it up better than I did though. So I think that that made the most sense. <laughs> I'm only keeping what I, you said, Tammy. I literally just got a text <laughs> from somebody while we're sitting here doing this interview that just watched the film and sent me a beautiful message. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I won't like, read it because it's like literally while we're sitting here doing this interview, somebody just watched the film and sent me a, a beautiful message about how much they loved it. I know if you could read all the messages that we had for the different things that people <laughs> felt from the movie. It's just like, it's amazing. It is. I mean, just in a different way, experiencing that, like I, I understand like the people sometimes will dismiss it, but like, I'm just kind of floating it out there. And I thought about it for a second, but that energy that people give to you, especially from a film like this, which is deeply touching your own lives to, to get that kind of feedback is incredible. So, uh, you know, whether you seek them out, 
uh, on social media or whether you decide to make a comment there at CBC Gem or something like that, uh, definitely reach out if the film touched you. I'm sure uh, both of you love to hear those kinds of things. Yes, we do. 